You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. Hello, everybody. It's Shep Hyken here, and we are back with another amazing episode on Amazing Business Radio. And we have a great show today because we have an author, a business expert, and actually a great friend of mine, Ron Carr. A few quick things before we get started. If you've heard the show, you know the announcement. If you haven't, well, you should know this. If you have a story about amazing customer service you want to share, you can reach out on any of the social media channels. I'm just about everywhere. Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, you name it, I'm there. And if you have a question you want to ask, just ask the question and use the hashtag Ask Shep, and I'll either answer the questions right there in the social media channel, I'll, I could answer them on this show, or I may answer them on my TV show, Be Amazing or Go Home, which can be found on Apple TV, Amazon Prime, Roku, uh, and even now YouTube. If you go to, uh, what is it, uh, beamazing.tv, that's right, beamazing.tv, we have set it up so you can watch via YouTube. You don't have to have Amazon or pay for Apple TV but it's nice if you do because they like it. Anyway, we've got great interviews, lots of good information, but right now we've got a show today you're gonna wanna take notes on. If you're driving, okay, you can't take notes, but you can listen to it again and again. My friend, Ron Carr, who is a business expert, he's worked with leaders on six continents. I'm only imagining he hasn't been to Antarctica, but this is the guy that people go to when they've got questions. And really he is a leadership guy, a sales guy, but talk about customer service. He wrote the book, The Complete Idiot's Guide to Great Customer Service, which at the beginning of my career, it would have been very, very helpful to have. But his latest book is The Velocity Mindset. Ron Carr, welcome to Amazing Business Radio. Thank you, Shep. It's such a pleasure to be here with you and your listeners. Thanks for having me. I'm excited that you're here because this new book, The Velocity Mindset, it intrigued me. And when you first told me about the book, I thought, wow, can we get him on the show? And you told me why you should be on the show. So why don't you tell us what Velocity Mindset has to do with customer service and experience? So all too often in customer service and experiences, we tend to put self-imposed limitations that get in the way of us delivering great experiences to our customers. And therefore it, it, it makes it slow down the process. And the problem with slowing down the process is if we don't satisfy our customers sooner or later, they may just walk. We hate that. I know, we all hate that. And think about how much money we, we spent on getting them. The subtitle of the book, Shep, is how leaders eliminate risk, gain buy-in, and achieve better results faster. And isn't that what customer service is all about? Eliminating risk for people so they can make decisions, having them gain buy-in to your solution so you can help them and move forward. And that's why this book is a, is a great asset to your readers. Great. So uh, the velocity mindset is important to service, but customer service is not a department. In my mind, and I've been preaching this forever, it's a philosophy. It's part of the culture. Everybody's involved in some level of service, whether they're supporting an actual customer from the outside or client or patient or guest or whatever you want to call them, or it could be a colleague on the inside of the organization. So does the velocity mindset apply in those situations as well? Sure. I mean, you made a great point. Everybody's in customer service. Anytime someone touches a customer, that is a moment of service. So yes, the question is, how can you help somebody 
in the shortest amount of time so they can get the result that they want and move on with their lives and thank you for doing it. Yeah, I like that. So listen out there, everyone. You might be uh, behind the scenes. You're supporting somebody that is not supporting the actual customer. You're, you're involved in the process. And service isn't about responding to a complaint. It is about taking care of people throughout their entire, entire journey. And uh, we want to make sure everybody understands that's the customer service mindset. And when you add the velocity mindset to it, I think we're amping it up. We're putting that service mindset on steroids. Yes? Yes. And if you look at the definition of velocity, the physics de definition, it's speed with direction. And that's the key. What is the end result you want your customer walking away with? How do you want them feeling as a result of that interaction with you or any of your employees? So um, everybody knows I've, I have been talking about different ideas for years and years. And this ties, I think, into what I call the loyalty mindset. And that is about what am I doing right now that's going to get that customer to come back next time? And if you think about that every time, they'll eventually come back next time every time. Right. And you also want to ask yourself, what is it in our systems that are preventing me from doing it? Yep. Because I, I got a great story for that if you're interested. I want to hear it. So, um, you know, I, uh, I had uh, my uh, cable account as residential. I switched to the business to support my home office. Realized I couldn't get the TV I wanted, so we moved the TV back to residential. They came, they installed the residential boxes, and they took away two of the business boxes, but they couldn't take away the third one. You want to know why? Why? Because it was still activated. What that means, I have no clue. But the gentleman could not accept responsibility. He spent an hour with his team. No one can figure out how to deactivate it. So then he said, you know, let's wait till tomorrow. The call will be finished. Maybe we'll get deactivated. Why don't you take the box back to the store and they'll take it. A week later, I went to the store. It wasn't deactivated. No one could help me. So I had a, they gave me a phone number to call. I was being switched around to department to department. I finally gave up. And I emailed the CEO's office. And an the CEO of the cable yeah. company. Yes. Okay. And and the executive, you know, they have a team of executives, you know, who help out in these situations. And, and he called me up and he goes, tell me what happened. And I said, well, two things happened that you need to know about. Number one, is it really my issue that this box is still activated? You already have changed my accounts. I already have the residential. Why are you making me pay for the fact that this box is not um, deactivated? And I'm wasting all my time. He goes, you're exactly right. This is not your issue. We should have just taken the box and not made you stand the pain of why we have an, uh, something going on in our systems. But then the other thing I said was in the experience. When I made one of the phone calls, the gentleman said to me at the other end of the phone, he says, well, that's great. We're going to help you. We also want to let you know about our new mobile account that we'd like to introduce you to. And I said, no, 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 help me with this thing first. He goes, I'm going to, but let me talk to you about the mobile. And I said, no, that's okay. Let's talk about this. And he goes, no, I want to talk about the mobile. And I said, not interested. And then he goes, okay, now we can talk about your problem. So you had, so this, this is scripted in. I know, I know that's something we're going to talk about later. And it's ridiculous. I know that sometimes these agents because you were talking to an agent right. is asked oh by the way there's a siren that you might hear going by here you know we're in this great office building here that's uh, antique can you hear that siren yes 
Yeah, isn't that fun? This is real life live recording. I'm not going to edit that out because I want it to be real. Because okay. the information is so hot. You're the right. Department's coming. But this is <laughs> very good. Exactly. Settle down, Ron. We're going to have the entire city's fire department here in a moment if you keep going. But this is really important. You know, you might be charged with uh, every time you have a conversation with a client, we now have to tell them about this, but if it's not appropriate, don't do it. You gotta give the customer service people the latitude to say, okay, is this the right time? And how do I connect with the customer? How do, you can't say the same thing the same way to every customer because everybody's different. Every yep. situation is different. So if you don't customize it to the situation, you lose the customer immediately. They're not even listening to you. I have a, a case in point about the scripts. Um, I was an executive platinum. We won't mention the uh, airline. And well, you just I, did. How many people have executive platinum? <laughs> and Let's just I, call it AA for anonymous airlines. There you go. And uh, and I love them, and I flew with them all the time. And all of a sudden, um, while I was in the air on a first class ticket, I got a call that my uncle was in his last stages, and they called the family together to San Diego, and I was flying to Tucson. So when I landed, I called the uh, the airline, and I said, "Look, you know, I got a." A potential bereavement and I need to get to San Diego and I need a bereavement there to get home. First thing she said was, I'm sorry, we don't fly to San Diego. I said, I know that. Second of all, what makes you think you're qualified for a bereavement fair? I go, excuse she asked me? that? Yeah. And I said, excuse me? She goes, you don't qualify. I said, what do you mean I don't qualify? She goes, you were in the air when you got the call. You had to be at the point of departure when the call came. I said, let me see if I get this straight. I'm being penalized because I was in a first class ticket in your plane when the call came and therefore it doesn't qualify for a bereavement fair on the, re on the return trip. She goes, yes. I said, do you know how stupid that sounds? Anyway, it just aggravated me. I got off the phone. I called Southwest next because I had to get to uh, San Diego and I have no relationship with Southwest. So again, I said, you know, I got a bereavement situation. I need a bereavement fair to get to San Diego. And this is what this person said. Someone I have no relationship with. She goes, Mr. Carr, First of all, we don't have bereavement fares simply because our fares are the lowest. But most importantly, on behalf of Southwest, may I just say how upset we are that you have to travel under these trying circumstances. And if there's anything we do to make it easier for you, let us know. Like, Whoa, okay, sell me anything you want. I mean, seriously? I mean, <laughs> are you kidding me? So then I called back my airline, thinking it must have been a rogue agent, right? We're talking about scripts now. Do you know I got into the same conversation word for word for word? It freaked me out. Six months later, I'm on one of their planes going to Hawaii on vacation. I'm sitting in first class. I'm sitting next to this woman. And I asked her, you know, what do you do? And she goes, oh, I work for American Airlines Reservations. And I said, oh, it's going to be You good. just mentioned the airline, but we Ooh, already knew uh, that. Right. So anyway, and I explained to her, you know, what happened. She starts laughing. I said, why are you laughing? Because you don't know what happened. The first agent did a great job in writing down all the comments back and forth. The second agent simply just read it off the screen. That's not customer service. That's simply reading a script to get your words out without any regard for what someone's going through and how can you communicate it in a way that's going to make their issue and their circumstances better. That's what Southwest Airlines did a great job of. Right, right. And you know what? I think sometimes... Uh, agents don't feel empowered. Exactly. And, and by the way, customer service, people out there, you don't have to be an agent to appreciate what Ron is sharing with us, that every customer should have their own 
unique experience, or at least feel like it's a unique experience, even if it is a perfectly processed experience. Right. But you've got to be willing to go off the script if necessary. Right. We have to train people who represent our companies on how to see, how to size up the opportunity and respond effectively, how to think. But to be fair to companies, the challenge that they have is they hire many, many people into customer service and they want to keep the standards the same. And that's why they rely on the scripts. I understand that, but there has to be a happy marriage. There has to be a happy marriage in, in saying, I'm not going to promise anything the company can't deliver, but the same token, I'm going to deliver it in a way that makes sense for the person I'm speaking to at this moment in time. Right. Uh, I always talk about how you teach everybody where the line in the sand is. And people are sometimes very afraid to get to that line in the sand, but you, we try to nudge them closer and closer, getting to feel more capable and empowered to get to that line in the sand. And once you're there, it's like, they're, these are the amazing people, whether it be, it, it could be anybody, a, a salesperson, either on the floor and a B2B business. It could be the behind the scenes support people who you call when there's a problem. It could be an inside, anybody. It could even be, you know what, even the receptionist who answers the phone, boy, do they have a powerful place because oftentimes they're called, the customer starts to go into their problem and you know what, give them the latitude or the empowerment to say, you know what, I know exactly what you should be doing or I know exactly who to talk to and then you transfer, but whatever. Hey, let's take a short break. When we come back, I wanna talk about empathy and I know part of the book is of the Velocity Mindset, which by the way, is available. Amazon, get it today. The Velocity Mindset by Ron Carr. That's K-A-R-R, -R, Ron Carr. We're going to talk about empathy. We're going to talk about neuroscience. I know you've already started to move into what you believe the biggest mistake companies make in providing great service, and that has to do with this inflexibility. We'll touch base on that one just a little bit before we end the show, but we're coming right back. This has been great. You're talking to Ron Carr, who is the author of The Velocity Mindset. Great information, don't go away. Hi, Shep Hyken, your customer service and experience expert, and I'm excited to tell you about my new book, I'll Be Back, How to Get Customers to Come Back Again and Again. Now, this book is packed with idea after idea on how to, just as the title implies, get your customers to come back. In the book, you'll learn that repeat customers aren't always loyal customers. Now, both are great, but there's a big difference. You'll also learn about 10 reasons a customer may stop doing business with you and three reasons you would stop doing business with them. And one of my favorite lessons is a six-step process for creating an I'll Be Back strategy. Of course, there's much, much more. The book ships out in September, but purchase it today and you'll get instant access to the ebook at no extra charge. You'll start getting more of your customers to say, I'll be back almost immediately. Just go to www.I'llBeBackBook.com. Again, that's www.I'llBeBackBook.com. You're listening to Amazing Business Radio with best-selling author and customer service and business expert, Shep Hyken. We are back on Amazing Business Radio. We're talking with Ron Carr, who's written The Velocity Mindset, and you can get it today on Amazon. And that's called The Velocity Mindset by Ron Carr, K-A-R-R. -R. Ron, uh, I want to get in. We've, we've talked, uh, first of all, incredible insights thus far. Uh, I love that your philosophy about, you know, handling things personally versus scripting. 
talk about that again in a few minutes. And I want to kind of put a nice bow around that, what that means for every employee of an organization. Empathy. If there's a word for 2020, and now we're in 2021, I think it's still going to overflow into this year. The word is empathy. Let's chat about that for a great moment. So when I'm one of my clients asking me to find key executives or sales or customer service people, the one trait we look in assessments that has to have a high score is empathy. Because if you don't have a high score in empathy, you're going to be more self-focused and customer-focused. And you're not going to ask the questions you will need to ask on the call to get the information you need to help them. So empathy is very, very vital to one's success in customer service. The good news is that COVID-19 helped everybody with this because it was such a disruption of our lives. All of a sudden, everybody was forced to have empathy for somebody else because everybody was being impacted. If we can just leverage that use of empathy in today's world and see how we can use it to help our customer service people, it will greatly uh, increase the positive ratings you get for your customer service uh, from the clients who felt your service. So I'm going to tell everybody that what we just heard is perhaps one of the best examples slash descriptions slash definitions of empathy of anything on here. We have to, the, the simple thing that you said, boom, big one, is that too many of us have been self-focused versus customer-focused. And, and when you hire people, you need to make sure that that is flipped around and you can see it in their behavioral style assessments. You can catch it in their training and you can actually train people to be more empathetic. No doubt about that. And COVID-19 was an accelerator of many things, but it would also force people to start thinking of others because if we did this right, um, you know, showing empathy is, is very positive. And I'm going to say that the example that you gave us in the first part of the show of the first agent you talked to showed very, I don't even think she showed an ounce of empathy toward your bereavement situation. None. It was straight off the book. You know, did, did she, and I assume it was a she, I don't know if you said it was a she or not, but you made implied that I think it yeah, was. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, it was a man. It was a man. Okay. Uh, did this gentleman at all even say, I'm sorry for your loss? No. And it even got worse when I called the second time to see if it was a rogue agent. And I said, well, I really don't appreciate you guys taking this attitude. And you know what his answer was? We don't appreciate our customers rewriting our fair book. Woo. Woo. Um, I don't, so I, was you, that empathetic? You, you stopped me on that one. I'm not sure what to say. It's like, you know, are you kidding me? This is where I get to say, I need a recording of this. Please let me share this with the head of marketing, the head of the, the CEO. This is why you need to hire Shep, or this is why you need to buy Ron's book, The Velocity Mindset. Right. So, yeah. wow, wow. All right. So that's empathy. Let's talk about, I know in the book, you talk a little bit about neuroscience. That's kind of a scary word. It's like, oh, are we going to get into that? Is that an interesting topic or is that, am I, neuroscience? You know, I thought- I'm going to make class. it really simple. <laughs> so our behavior and reactions are controlled by certain hormones. In this case, I'm talking about cortisol. Cortisol is a fight or flight hormone. You don't get rid of it, but as leaders, we have to make sure that the people we're trying to help, we lower their cortisol and in our interactions with them so they'll engage with us, they'll listen to what we have to say, and then we'll do what we're asking them to do so they can solve their problems. Problem is this. You have a problem like I had with that uh, uh, box that I couldn't uh, return. I'm waiting on uh, hold. Every minute you wait on hold, your cortisol is going up. 
because it's just another minute that's robbed from you when you could be doing other things. So if you're on hold now for 15 minutes or 10 minutes, by the time you get to that poor agent, your cortisol is skyrocketing. We have to train our agents that it's not, nothing personal. Their cortisol is out of whack and what you need to do is simply bring it down. And how can you bring it down? It's simple, get to the issue faster, sooner or later. Say to them and say, what is the reason you're calling and how can I turn this into a great experience for you today? Something like that. That will immediately refocus the person on their problem and they'll start feeling good because you're asking about it. And that's how you can create an environment to provide great customer service. But instead you say, hey, you know, I've been on the phone for 10 minutes and I don't appreciate it. And most people say, well, I'm sorry, we're really busy. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> You're not helping me with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, definitely apologizing for the wait is, but it's that doesn't negate that there was a wait. And right. you know, we tell our clients that when your customers are calling you for help and they're forced to wait, realize the problem didn't start when they picked up the phone. The problem didn't start when the agent finally picked up the phone. When I say they picked up the phone to call, the customer picked up. The problem could have started a day or two or three days before, but this may be the first time the customer has the chance to pick up a phone and make a call or a chance to send an email um, or get on the chat, a live and because, chat. And because of all that time they spent on the problem already, that's why the state of agitation has increased. Yep. That's fascinating. So I don't know if we've ever talked about the state of agitation. So uh, but that, that, so our job is to somehow, once we start the conversation make that person feel as if they're being taken care of. And we, we actually use a technique. We call it the that's right principle where we want people to be able to respond positively, or even if it's a negative response, we want to be able to say to them, yes, you're right. Okay. Or that's right. So, um, you know, I can understand why you're upset. The reason that you're calling me now is because you hope that you hope that I'm the one that's going to be to help you resolve this issue. Is that right? Of course. Yes. That's the right. Southwest, the Southwest Airlines rep who said she she gave me news I didn't want to hear, but she did it the right way. She goes, look, we don't have bereavement fares, but that's simply because our fares are the lowest. And then she came to me and said, but most importantly is what you're dealing with right now. Right, right, right. So, I mean, that, that's just wonderful. And you know what? Um, the other agent for the other airline that you've already mentioned that I don't want to bring up, by the way, they're my favorite airline. That's the airline that I fly. They take really good care of me. There's no doubt that once in a while we have that rogue agent that, that just does, they seem to be the, the, you know, one that takes it all down. They are a great airline. We all have our moments. So yes. yeah, yeah, everybody has their moments. So, uh, well, that's great. Understanding the hormones in the brain and how they affect the customer. And, and that's anywhere. So once again, here come the sirens because this information is so <laughs> hot. <laughs> here it comes. Can you hear it? They're coming to put the building. They're cooling it down out there. That's the second alarm going. <laughs> That's great. That's great. All right. Uh, we've got just a moment or two left. And I, I want to get back to what you refer to as the biggest mistake companies make in providing great service. I know we talked a little bit about it, um, you know, in the beginning with the scripting, but I know that's where you want to get back to. So let's tie a little bow around this whole conversation. So it's simple. The biggest mistake is not concentrating what the message is to the customer. It's concentrating on how it's delivered in a value added manner to the customer. Boom, tweet that out. 
That's good. Say it one more time because it's powerful. The biggest mistake that customer that companies make in customer service is concentrating on what the message is. They should be concentrating more on how it's communicated so they have the right experience with the customer. Great. Said a different way, but the same exact message. And here is the point. You can teach the script to people simply so they know what they need to say, but how they say it should be left up to the smart intellectual person that you've hired to deliver this experience to the customer. And, and you know, when you say smart intellectual, we don't need PhDs for this. We're tapping into everybody. No one wants yeah. to be treated rudely. Everybody wants to know that if I just wasted a lot of time, someone's there to help me out. That's all they want to know. Yep. That's great. All right. We're down to the very last question and you know what's coming Ron, Cause I've warned you, I'm going to ask you the one thing question. What's the one last little nugget that you feel that this audience needs to hear from you today besides buy the velocity mindset on Amazon. So in customer service or in anything, sales leadership, what you need is buying, buying from people to do what you're asking them to do to solve a problem. When you're trying to get people to buy in, remember, People buy in for their own reasons, not yours. Yeah. And once again, that kind of ties back to empathy. It ties back to communicating the way they need to hear the message. Love it. Once again, Ron Carr, uh, a great guy, uh, a great speaker, a great author. The book is titled The Velocity Mindset. You can get it at Amazon today. And uh, this is why we call it Amazing Business Radio. Thanks, Ron, for being on the show. Thank you, Chef, for having me. All right, everyone, that wraps up another great interview. We will be back next week with uh, even hopefully another great interview. It always is. Even our, our interviews, that sometimes I get these high-level executives or maybe a PhD, super-duper smart person. My goal is to take this great information that they have and make it easy to understand and digest. Ron, you've been an amazing guest today because you talk our language at the right level. But next week, I don't know who it's going to be, but it's going to be somebody great. You've got to come back, enjoy the episode. So until then, this is Chef Hyken reminding you to always be amazing. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.